SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. NWA is a not-for-profit water agency. All right, kids, here we go. Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. What a concept that is. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot in the KSHP studios, AM 1400 in Las Vegas, and on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. We are ready to go midweek. Good job, Stevie, in the first hour. We had a good time yapping away, and we are going to be joined by Jeff Sherman from the uh, Superbook over at the Westgate, Mark Lawrence, in our number two and locally here we're off to the races with you as we get the proverbial show rolling here stevie you got a dead sea scroll list of cancellations travel things injuries news notes oh boy here we go again jeff and mark both have their hands full buddy uh one injury note uh panarin for the new york rangers really close to being back uh, Quinn said today, so maybe Thursday against Philadelphia, we'll see him back in the lineup. Uh, weather mostly, although some COVID issues. The Portland Trailblazers were unable to leave Oklahoma City last night because of the weather. They will fly this afternoon to New Orleans, disembark the plane, and immediately go to the arena and play the game. Good luck, Portland. And that that that's not you know those guys are going to be all discombobulated. That's not the way these guys are creatures of habit, Brian. We say this all the time. That's going to really throw them off. I, I would look hard at new Orleans uh, in that spot and maybe the under. And then what St. Bonifacio had a game with George Mason that got canceled because of weather. Correct. You had the, what another Our, NHL game, right? Dallas yeah, is, is yeah, off the Dallas boards is still again. having issues. So the Tampa Bay game tomorrow has been postponed. How are they going to finish this season? I, that's a good question. Yeah, no, Brian. honestly, I mean, we, well, the, 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 what's the over here? 56 games, right? Mm-hmm. 56 games. What's the realistic over-under? How many are they going to play? It depends on well, what they do. Because right now, Brian, if I – Well, different if, teams are going to play different amounts. If I'm, if I'm them at this point, you're going to have to play through the Olympics. If the Olympics goes, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to play through Fine. the Olympics. I, I know I don't understand – well, I know what the issue is, but I, I think you have to do that now. To, to be able to get these games in, and and and, and I want the fin- I want the season finished, you know, as much as you can. You, you there may be let let's say everybody lops off five games, that, then that's fine. What I don't want is somebody getting in based on winning percentage. That's not right. It's not right, and I don't want to see it. Well, it was acceptable last year. It, maybe it wasn't necessarily right either, but but the point was, they let extra teams in Correct. last year. That's why, okay, yeah, somebody, somebody's always going to get scalded. Right. If yeah. you do the final four, number five isn't happy. Correct. You do the final eight, number nine isn't happy. Correct. So they threw extra teams in last year, and some teams just missed. Look, I, and, I, But, you, sorry, I mean, this time around, you have a set number of play uh, teams that are getting in in a division. 
They're not adding extra. Now, let me ask you this. I, do they do that nonsense again? If it, if it comes way down low and you got teams fighting for, you know, fighting for fourth. I think Brian in the division, are you adding like some best of threes for teams that are really close percentage points wise? I think it sounds stupid, but that's what they did last year. It doesn't sound stupid to me, Brian. I think you have to be open to all possibilities and situations in this case. I mean, we're still dealing with the COVID and now we've got this weather boondoggle. that's just messing up everything. Good word. So you, so you have to, in, in my opinion, you have to be open to any situation to, to, to get that you, you want as much integrity in this as you can get. And, and, you know, look, some integrity is going to be lost. This is not a normal situation, but you have to do the best you can do. And if it means playing through the Olympics, you have to play through the Olympics. If it means that you uh, put the postseason back a little bit after the Olympics, then you do that. If it means playing best of threes for some teams to get into the playoffs, then you do that. You have to be open, in my opinion. My friend, you know how you've earned my respect, right? I'm, I'm going to prove it to you. Okay. Because I'm always the one throwing definitions of big words back at you. Oh, okay. Just to keep you up to speed. Yeah. But when you, I know you threw one, it was a big word that sounded good in a sentence. All right. But just to confirm the point, it sounded good and made sense. A boondoggle is a work or activity that is a wasteful or pointless uh, because the appearance of having value. Uh, waste money or time or unnecessary or unquestionable projects. Speaking of pointless, we go, we go through this all the time. You're the math guy. You you were going to be an accountant or a tax guy or whatever, so you can do. And and this is it's become ridiculous. I I work in this industry with Don Best where we deal with numbers all the time. I am the worst guy at numbers. I flank math, well, math so many look. times they just ask me to leave. All right. So but. But my dad was a journalist. My grandmother was an English teacher. I know words. I know how to put sentences together. Da-da-da-da-da. I'll tell you what. Yada-yada-yada. I just yada-yada-yada that. Right. Let's see how good you can string sentences together. You throw us to break. Boys, we're going to be right back. Who do we got? We got Mark or no, Jeff. Jeff Sherman. Jeff Sherman from the Westgate will be with us after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Sirius 204. How'd I do? That you did fine. Except? Except you're about 12 <laughs> seconds short. Sing a show tune. All right. Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Always a treat for us, Stevie. Yes. Would you... Would you say Jeff Sherman is one of the... It's fair, isn't it? One of the busiest guys, hardest working guys in this industry. I I think he's got something wrong with him. He he's up at all oh, that's hours. That's a wonderful way to no, welcome just, our guest. But but he is he's constantly sending emails to Don Best, updating odds. I mean, all hours of the night, seven days a week. Yeah, football may be over, but Mr. Sherman, you may actually be busier now, right? Yeah, it just never stops, but, you know, it's a good thing. I like that, uh, the challenge and, and everything that goes with it. And we're thrilled that the, you know, the golf is back. It's been back now for a while. 
But back on the mainland, and we've got the California circuit. Before you know it, they'll be in Florida. Before you know it, the Masters will get here. But this tournament in L.A., Jeff, I'm looking at this after the waste management thing was eh, so-so. I mean, I mean the field, the quality of the field. And even the AT&T, the field was not what it's accustomed to being, and, and Dustin Johnson pulled out. But this week, the Genesis Invitational, Jeff, this thing's like a WGC. Yeah, we went from uh, Pebble Beach having the worst field it's ever had to the Genesis having the best field it's ever had. And, uh, it basically is like a mini major. I mean, it's phenomenal. And I saw the names that were playing. And, you know, it's an invitational, so we have 120 golfers instead of 156 or so. But it's uh, it's tremendous, and it lent itself to uh, some really high odds on a lot of golfers, with Dustin Johnson being the sole single-digit golfer. How not hard was it to do? I mean, you're doing it because it needs to be done. But what Dustin Johnson is doing to be plus 550 in a field like this, it's – I won't say it's Tiger-esque, but it's something along those lines. You know, the guy's, what, top 10 in nine of his last 12, uh, winning all around the globe and always on the first page of the leaderboard. Well, that's just it. It's a consistency at the top that he's showing, and people are backing him because of that. He's already a liability for us for the Masters. Right when I put these odds up on Monday, I opened them at 6-1, to one, and I thought, that's, that's what my number came out to, and I know there was less out there on the market, but I went six, and within 15 minutes, we took money at six to one, and I had to go five and a half to one on him. So there's support for him at these low numbers, and it's because of what he's doing on the course. Well, can you you know like dissect that? Because like I say, listen, I swing for the fences mate, with, the, with the higher price guys, and then you can get a quality golfer, maybe for argument's sake, say a guy like Cantley, Who's sixteen to one could be five back on Friday night, and he may be thirty to one. And then on moving day, he gets right back in it, and you get a better price heading into the weekend on a quality guy like that. But when you're sitting there with a guy that's six to one, I mean, people are dumping the truck on him, right, and going all in on that golfer. They are, and I tend to do what you just talked about: is if there's somebody that's really short, and I, I like him, I want to get involved with him but I think the price is too short. Wait and see how the first round goes. And, you know, if he isn't out there in the lead or, you know, off to a really hot start, you might be able to find him at 8 or 10 to 1 after the first round and get involved that way. So there's plenty of opportunities throughout, and you don't necessarily have to jump on these guys that are overwhelming favorites uh, right out of the blocks. Well, an example was last week, and it didn't pan out. I mean, the strategy was good, but you had Berger and Spieth and Lashley and I'm sitting there going, okay, Speed's got to, he's there again. Can he kick the door down again? Jury's still out. Berger's playing great, but his putter was a little sketchy on Saturday. But on Sunday morning, Paul Casey was three shots back. He just won over in Dubai, and he lost in a playoff in this tournament to Mickelson, whatever it was, just a couple of years ago. So to get a guy like Paul Casey at 12 to 1 the morning of, three shots back, he just didn't have a – he had a solid round. But if he had put up a number, it changes the impact of the way the guys play uh, in the groups, the final groups, and that's a way to do it. I mean, even – what was the what, the home run still out there? I, I knock on wood, it was just a couple of bucks. But I, I get Jim Herman, the, the, the tournament Jim Herman won. Jeff was 60-1 to one on Sunday morning. 
Yeah, and that's what you find with golfers like that. You know, one of the golfers I like going on Sunday was Maverick Neely, and yeah. he performed well and posted a good number, but it just fell short. But uh, you can find those guys, and it's uh, they're out there for the taking, and there's still a lot of movement. And You know, one of the things that I really don't like to get involved with is between the third and fourth round, the favorite is way overvalued, and you can definitely find uh, better prices fading that individual. And usually – most often than not, they're not the ones that end up winning after the third round. And you see Spieth had a two-shot lead going in the final round, and he didn't end up winning. Can you confirm, because you're the guy, can you confirm my belief, and there have been instances that have proven this out, go back two years, you know, maybe three years. I, I, I love this kid. You know, We'll see what he becomes. I love this kid. Xander Shoffley. You know, he'd like be in the 40 to 50 to 1 range. And I'm just saying to myself, the minute the guy wins and he's consistently on a leaderboard, that 40 to 1 is gone forever. You know, he's going to be a 20 to 1 guy. Well, it's even, you know, he's even better than that. And you've got Shoffley on the board at 14 to 1. But I'm looking at, and I'm convinced he will win this year. And when he wins, this number is gone forever. Scotty Scheffler at 50 to 1. Once Scheffler wins a tournament, Jeff, that 50 becomes what in your mind? Yeah, you'd find him down 25, no higher than 30. He'll be in that range group. You see with, like, the Finals and the Burgers and what you expect them every week. And he'll ascend to that category, and that's what he needs is that win. But right now you can find him at these attractive prices, and you're seeing him at 50 to 1 because of the strength of the field. But you'll find in other fields that are weaker. He already is in that 25 to 1, and sometimes he's even gone off shorter than that as a, a, a teen favorite. Well, once these guys get a win, right? I mean, between the years, they're completely different animals. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, they need that confidence, and that's what's going to keep them in that low odds range rather than fluctuating where they are right now. And the funny one, I'm looking at if it's an overlay. There, there's a reason I think it's happened, and he's still been really good. But we've seen so many guys, when they get that first major, they kind of vaporize for a while, and all the you know the money, the fame uh, off the course, uh, the – what have the sponsorship deals, all the stuff that gets thrown at them, and then they come back. Some guys take a long time. The one guy's not going to take a long time to win again is Morikawa, but thirty to one still a juicy price on a California kid playing here. Yeah, there's no doubt, and he's already getting betting support. I opened him at thirty-five. He's down to thirty. He's from the L.A. area, and you know the major that he won last year was in California, so uh, he's comfortable there and. You know, he hasn't gotten off to the best start this year. He played some over in uh, in, in the Middle East. But, um, you know, it's just the strength of the field. And that's what I, I was talking about was you find nice prices on everybody except for basically Dustin Johnson. Everyone else is double double digits and higher. And it really starts escalating all the way up to Scheffler. Joaquin Neiman's been playing great, 40-1. to one. Uh, one guy I like this week, Max Homa, that yeah. you can find at 60-1. to one. We have him at 50 He's playing fantastic golf right now, so there's very attractive prices. Well, I'm, and I'm not saying he's going to win the thing, but James Hahn is a former winner of this event, and two weeks ago he had a three-shot lead going to the back nine in Phoenix, and he's sitting there at well over 125, 130 to one. And I'm not saying he's going to win, but it's a guy you you know you're not crazy to take a swing with some of these balloon numbers. Oh, no doubt, especially in a field that's missing 30-some golfers that we usually see on a week-to-week basis. So, uh, And that's what people are doing. They're sprinkling around on the longer shots 
basically everybody except for Ricky Fowler, who I just had to bump up to 150 to one. Oh my lord! Absolute, <laughs> absolute poor form right now. It is so hard to believe. But I was telling the story yesterday. A guy like Tom Watson. I mean, into his 60s, one of the best ball strikers on the planet, but he couldn't put the ball in the hole, and the putter let him down. He could have been the guy threatening Nicholas. Golf is a crazy game. We're going to have uh, a little hockey chat with Jeff Sherman, who's kind enough to join us from the Superbook over at the Westgate. We invite you to keep it right here, Sirius Channel 204. More Sportsbook Radio in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to the SportsGrid Radio Network. Back with you on Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas. Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook at the Westgate is our guest. Stevie, you were inquiring during the break. One more golf thing before we get into a little hockey and NBA with Jeff. Well, it's kind of for me. I, If I was to try and pick a winner, I always come in, you know, like top five with my guy. So I'm wondering two things. First of all, can when how close are we, Jeff, to picking a guy or two, and and one of them wins it, and and I get paid reduced odds because I've got like three or four guys. No, they're, they're separate indexes. Okay. You would and, get, there would be the odds to win. Right. And the guys, that, that would be the question for Jeff, I guess. Well, and, and I know I know, I know it's coming, Jeff, you said, thankfully, in, in the not-too-distant future. But if a guy is 60-1 to 1 to win the tournament, if you were to do a uh, odds to for that guy to finish in the top five, what would the algorithm be? What kind of number would you be looking at for a sixty to one guy to yeah. be top five? Yeah, um, I would guess he'd be probably about uh, four to one, no five to one in that range, um, and it's just relative to the field. So it's there's nothing just straight sixty to one. Um, and you know the one thing we're going to be looking at doing is top five, top ten, top twenty. And just like you mentioned, offering an index where you can bet, just like you can do, do the odds to win, where all golfers are listed, it'll list all golfers in the field, and you'll be able to do top five, top ten, top twenty. So that's that's what we're trying to work towards with our operating system. Cool. Excellent, because I I can you know I feel a lot better about picking a guy to finish top twenty, and then I feel a lot better about picking you know two or well, three. There's guys nothing more heartbreaking win. if you've yeah, got a finish. guy <laughs> and he misses he played, a putt on eighteen, and he played well. But you, got, had, you still get a little yeah, something. something. Yeah, yeah. And, and to me, I love the churn aspect of it. It's kind of a a, a paramutual horse racing mentality, Jeff. The difference is, you know, the books paying out the guy that finished top five. Uh, as opposed to paramutually, you're playing against other players. But if some guys are winning, you know, not not crumbs, but they're winning less, but winning occasionally, I think in the long term it just promotes more wagering on golf. There's no doubt, and that's a that's become very popular recently as the top tens. We do that for the majors, where we have to offer right now a yes no option. So it's will they finish top ten, yes or no? So we do that when we get to the majors, and we'll have a nice compilation of golfers for uh, Augusta, and which is not too far away. So, uh, you know, we try to do as much as we can for that. Now that football's ending, we'll get more involved with that. You know, we're always trying to improve our product, and, and that's definitely one of the things that's on the horizon. Okay, Jeff 
is a hockey nut now uh, when we get fans back in the stands at T-Mobile Arena. Last night, the Golden Knights and the Avalanche, that hockey game, let me tell you, that was something special. At the Superbook, currently the co-favorites at 6-1 to one to win the Stanley Cup are the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. You know, after the game, by the way, uh, Pat Micheletti's going to join us on Vegas Hockey Hotline locally. Uh, we're looking forward to that at the top of the hour. And I had to ask DeBoer this after the game and, and, and did this in the post-game press conference. Because, Stevie, I'm telling you, watch those games year, you know, years past. Not the not, not necessarily the great Oilers teams, but games that were played at Old Northland's Coliseum. Edmonton, they've got the best ice in the league. I don't care who the team was that went up there and played. They looked faster. That game last night, that was the fastest game I've seen all year long, and Colorado sucked Vegas into it, and Vegas was more than fast enough in transition. That game was a rocket sled, Jeff. That was big boy hockey last night. Yeah, and it's one of the only night's games I didn't catch. I went home and fell asleep last night. It was great. Heard that, uh, yeah, the final minute of Colorado scores to win the game. I woke up this morning. I was like, ah, but yeah, that's the one that I missed, and I had a long day, and, and Kaylee wore me out last night, so I crashed a bit early. <laughs> uh, watch, watch the replay, buddy, if you get a chance. These two teams, yeah, these two teams are going to butt heads. There, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and they're, they're going to butt heads for I think several years to come. If they were to play tomorrow, Jeff, a seven-game series again, you know, we know where you you reside and where where the money's coming from. Uh, these two teams are so evenly matched. What, what do you think? Uh, just because you know Golden Knights money, you take would Vegas be about what a thirty, maybe a thirty forty cent favorite in the series based on the money? No, uh, Colorado would be a small favorite in the series. It, they'd probably be about a dollar twenty-five, and they're power rated a little bit higher. So um, it's that, that's the tough thing right now. I mean, you see it in. The prices, obviously, the Sunday game for Vegas was a, a back-to-back spot and a bad spot for them, and that's why Colorado went off favored. But then you had in between nights, Vegas was only a dollar fifteen favorite last night, so they're not that strong of a favorite at home. Where Colorado would be much higher on a game in Colorado, so Colorado will be a small favorite as of today in a series price. I, I listen, Colorado's—they were my pick last year. Injuries got them in the bubble. They're my pick again this year. Uh, it would be a great series. But, Stevie, I mean, Colorado looked great last night. And listen, it, it's a regular season game. But that was a that was a phenomenal hockey game. But don't lose sight of the fact. Colorado's missing McCarr, yeah. Calvert, some, some key guys. Yeah. They're, they're loaded, no, man. That, that's true. Hey, Jeff, I just want to ask you real quick. Westgate has ties to the state of Colorado now. Does that factor into that number at all or no? No, we just make the number on our power ratings and we put it up. And, you know, whether it's Colorado or here, we wouldn't have different prices on it. But uh, just our power rating right now have Colorado slightly favored. Okay, cool. Uh, but the NHL itself, Jeff, the, the, does the handle continue to rise? Well, I guess, maybe it's a tough question to ask now. How about just in general terms with what we're going through? And we know the app. How's your handle stacking Over- up to, to last year? Overall, in well, all sports, on all sports. It's slightly down from that. Um, football was up, but everything else is slightly down because we take large wagers over the counter, and that out-of-town foot traffic isn't there quite as much as it used to be because of travel restrictions and you know people betting more on the app and not leaving their house. So 
we've tried to be more flexible on the on the wagering limits on some of the popular sports, but um, it's tough right now. And until we can get back to what everyone's used to, um, it's a little bit restrictive. So, uh, but it's it's still hockey is up and there's interest. And the one thing is, you know, it really stood out where we get a ton of money on Knights home games. That was the one factor that was unique to hockey before. And with no spectators allowed at the arena, mm-hmm. that in itself has dipped. So we're seeing a difference in that aspect. Is it, Maybe this is a nutty question. Forgive me if it is. But because of what we're going through and the beauty of the books and the convenience of doing stuff from home and, you know, social distancing and the whole nine yards, have you changed what, what the limits would be, per se, by betting over the app? You know, because because so many more people are using the app, or has it remained kind of consistent? It it just depends. Some sports we have increased it on stuff like golf on the golf futures, so people can get more on that. Some of the major sports we did it during football season. Uh, we have some FCS college football games. A full slate started this weekend, so we have increased on that aspect too. So uh, it, it's sport to sport based and where the money is coming in at this time and where we're seeing it concentrated, we'll go ahead and be flexible on those sports. Jeff, do you think that the, that the numbers in betting are, are down also in part to the stop and start nature of these sports right now? Unfortunately, we've got some weather issues. We've got the COVID issues. We're, we're, we're seeing it in hockey. Uncertain and information. Yeah, well, and I'm just wondering if, if a guy, even he's got the mobile app, he's sitting on his couch, but he, he has trouble keeping up with what games are being played tonight because he doesn't know what games have been canceled and postponed and whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's quite that as much as it is the COVID-related issues, um, and you see that with some players that are missing, so people are less confident in who's playing in the okay. games on specific nights. Uh, and even injury-related, too. I mean, you look at the Clippers, and is Kawhi Leonard playing tonight or not because it's a big factor in the line. And so people are waiting for this information, and so you compound the injury information with the COVID information, right. and it's a lot more difficult to see exactly who's going to be in the lineups on a nightly basis. And then you have to wait until you get that information to place your wagers. So it's got a lot less volume early in the day from that perspective. Philadelphia on Monday was really you know, a tough because they had Embiid in the lineup initially, and then right before tip, they take him out. Well, it's funny you mentioned Philly because I was going to ask Jeff specifically about the Sixers. Jeff, they did it last year; they're doing it again. They're like a 500 team on the road, but they're a monster at home. They're 11 and two at home, nine and four against the spread at home. There are no fans per se to speak of, but but how, how do you deal from a power rating perspective? with a team like Philly when they're home as opposed to when they're on the road? Well, I don't have a difference, and I just make it on specific to the opponent that they're playing and and in that spot, back-to-back, who's playing, things like that. So I just make a number, and I don't factor in how their record is on the road or how it is at home and add extra weight to that aspect. Uh, but, you know, I think this is still a different team under Doc Rivers and some of the personnel that they have, and – I, I, I wouldn't put stock into what we saw last year based on that. This team is just much better and, uh, and, and much more controlled uh, how they're coached. All right, big question. How's baby golf odds doing, and what, what's, her, what's her watching habits now? <laughs> well, she's, she's watching hockey as much as I can, and I'm trying to get her into golf, so she's doing great with that. And 
I still get the uh, Baby First channel on DirecTV, so she she deviates to that a lot. Is she working on the golf swing, Jeff? Mom's a golfer, no, by the way. Okay. Mom's got a good golf swing. Yeah, she's she's working on the on the baseball toss. She picks up some balls and tosses them around and tries to hit that quite often. So. Well, all right. So remind, uh, next Christmas we'll get you a new catcher's mitt. All right, <laughs> Jeff. Thanks for doing this. Always appreciate the time. All right, thanks, guys. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook over at the Westgate. Mark Lawrence Playbook He's coming up next right here on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In the KSHB studio, SportsGrid Radio Network, Series Channel 204, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot from one great guest to another. What do you think? Keep the fun going? Oh, Yeah. From Jeff Sherman to Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Hello, Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Blessing, how are you doing? We're doing Mr. wonderfully. Slapshot, how are you? <laughs> doing fine, Mark. Great. Slappy. You can call him Slappy. <laughs> hey, uh, you're ducking out on the polar vortex, right? You're good to go down there? <laughs> we're good to go down here. I just heard that the polar vortex will not be running in the Florida Derby, so we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Speaking of, we're getting to that time of year, Mark, uh, on the horse scene with the the big preps are coming yeah they sure are uh you know we, we had the uh fountain of youth down here we're going to be having the holy bowl and florida's a big big part of that path to the kentucky derby and what will be nice this year brian is that cross your fingers we will see the kentucky derby being run on the first saturday in may once again this year you've been able to get over to goldstream at all i have not but i have plans to go march 7th uh, I've been invited uh, to go there to attend with some friends coming in from out of town, so that will may be my return to Gulfstream March 7th. Well, let me try to do something for my buddy Mark Lawrence. Just as long as it's on the turf, Junior Alvarado, buddy, cha-ching. I'm telling you, I love this guy up in New York. He first year down at Gulfstream. He figured it took him a while, slow start, figured that turf course out. This guy's got a clock in his head on the lawn. I will remember that for sure. Uh you know, I I like stuff like that, and you know, if you if you're good and you can excel like in situations like that, why not? I just wonder is he that popular that the price will be beat down on him? Is he to that point yet? No, I, the funny thing is about him, which is amazing, because when you're doing a horse race, every race, you're trying to get between the trainer's ears. You know, what is he doing? Blinkers on, adding Lasix, blinkers off. Sprint to a route, turning back, turf to dirt. What is he doing to try to get the most out of the horse for the horse to improve? And the one thing I will tell you, when Junior Alvarado hops on a horse for the first time, especially on the lawn, the horse improves by five lengths. So whatever figure you've got, if you see Alvarado getting on a horse for the first time, bump that figure up by 10 buyer points. I ain't kidding you. Well, that's really good to know. I've been uh, I've been doing a show with... Uh, uh, John Hardoon from the Ragazin Sheets. We've been doing it every week, uh, previewing some uh, stakes races every week. And we got into the situation about horses running, not running on Lasix this year and what effect it is going to have on those horses. And he drew a pretty good conclusion. And the conclusion basically was this, is that if they're not running on Lasix, no horses are running on Lasix. It's an even field. So don't even worry about it. Yeah, well, I mean, other stuff, Mark. Again, you got to be able to, you know, like in sports, you can have power ratings in, in- and count on them, but if you blindly follow your 
power ratings, you're going to drive off the cliff because there are situational things and the human touch and your well-oiled machine, you still have to pull the trigger and you've got to ultimately make a decision. But there'll be some horse players that sit there and say, well, you know, the bug rider, the break and wait, it doesn't mean anything. Well, you can have that debate, but it a lot of people, specifically the trainers think it makes a difference. And there's a reason the top bug rider at every meet is one of the top riders. Maybe not so much that ultimately the weight is the big break, but it's that the trainers believe and the jockey's agent for the top bug rider, the top bug riders getting on quality horses because the trainers believe it means something. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, good point to keep in mind when looking at the bug, uh, the bug riders, in situations just like that. One other parallel to, to the note that I just mentioned, uh, Hardoon also made the fact that he says, "Believe me, listen. While they may not be racing on Lasix, they are racing on something. Okay, uh, you know, the trainers are going to do something and anything they can to be able to satisfy a horse horse's condition and situation and do the best that they can." to have that horse cause himself not to bleed. Well, my friend, I, I can't believe this is fun for me that we, we went down this road. But I would say this to you, that the consistent, the, the, the real price plays for the most part are in maiden races, but there is one thing, and people are stubborn to a fault, and the LASIK does mean something, because how many times, A, I think they're better, but how many times does the European horse come over here, make its debut in North America, and you see the black L first-time Lasix, and people, because they don't know that much about them or to read the time form, and they, they don't have that much information about them, although the time form helps you correlate better now. But these horses come in, and because people don't know anything about them, you know, these horses go off at such overlaid prices, they'll, they'll go off at 12 to 1, 14 to 1, the people thumb their nose at it, specifically in California. Oh, our horses are better than theirs. Eh, no, they're not. You know, and that twelve to one, the next three races, that horse is going off at eight to five. Exactly. You know, they caught. You know, they they know exactly what happened. You know, they come over there and the Lasix served wonders, and for a horse like that who'd never had it before, so you know, it's nice. It's all involved in the intrigue of handicapping the ponies. And as you mentioned, between now and May. They're going to have the first of the Triple Crown. That's going to be really, really following that path. And nice. you always go to the Florida Derby, which has historically, believe me. The the top contenders of the Florida Derby are going to be amongst the favorites when you get to Churchill Downs on the first Saturday of May. They sure are. You know, uh, I can assure you that whoever does win the Florida Derby will be one of the top three horses favored to win the Kentucky Derby. Uh, generally, they're all always in that company, uh, unless, you know, unless you get a fluke. You know, the ninety to one horse wins that came out of nowhere, but that really hasn't happened. And you know, Florida's a big breeding ground for uh, horses to make it to the Kentucky Derby. So it's a great time right now down here for the winter meet in South Florida, especially with the weather being as nice as it is. Mark, we have a situation in the NBA tonight that I want to ask you about because these athletes are such creatures of habits. They love their routines. And when that gets disjointed, uh, I, I think there's a wagering opportunity here. Let's see if you agree. Portland was unable to get out of Oklahoma City last night due to the weather. So they're going to leave Oklahoma City this afternoon. They're going to touch down in New Orleans, and as soon as they do, they're going immediately to the arena. That's not what they're used to doing. Will this affect the Trailblazers' play at all tonight? Do we look a little to New Orleans? Do we look a little to the under? Do you factor this in at all? 
It's a, it's a human element that you have to look at. And I can only equate that a little bit, Steve, on the football side when the Kansas City Chiefs flew into Tampa a day before the Super Bowl to play that game. Uh, you saw what the after effect of that was. I mean, I'm not going to relate the, the result of the Super Bowl to them coming in on Saturday, but it certainly wasn't what they were used to. And in a situation in the NBA, as you mentioned, when they are playing games frequently, more frequently during the week, I think it's a big, big factor here, and I think it should be handicapped into the, into the price of the game. Speaking of football, Mark, I know you get to work on the Playbook magazine. Boy, the challenges you're going to have this year – the quarterback carousel remains a really interesting topic that we've got to we got to monitor it every day. You know what's interesting is uh, to, to to connect the dots between the uh, the quarterback carousel and the NFL football draft. You know, so much is related between the two. Uh, you know, what teams are going to be doing? What moves are they going to be making? You know, are they going all in on moving up in the draft? You know, to to secure. A, fran- a potential franchise quarterback, or are they going to be satisfied to go after the Deshaun Watsons or quarterbacks like that, like the L.A. Rams did with Matthew Stafford? So I think it adds to a ton of intrigue, and it's really, really nice because it's nice that we're still talking about football when only the FCS is playing football now. I can't figure out why, but they are playing football right now. Hey, we yap about this all the time. You're right there in the backyard. At the end of the day, what kind of stuff were you hearing about Tua and what's going to happen with the Dolphins, how his first season ended, what his prospects are. And we know, okay, we hear the rumbling of Deshaun Watson or this, that, and the other. How are we being unfair to this kid that was coming off a serious injury? And I, you know, Flores threw him into the, you know, the heat of the fire. He just dropped the kid into the deep end of the pool. Uh, what do you make of, of Tua's situation moving forward? Brian Flores is a big Tua fan, and he's not going to be uh, all that anxious to move him out after having had him just one year. You know, he fast-forwarded him last year, got him into the lineup at the midway point of the season. You know, really a big surprise to Ryan Fitzpatrick and all the followers there that way because they were playing some pretty good football with Fitzpatrick. But Flores likes what he sees from Tua, and he is going to give him every opportunity to be that quarterback that he thought he was when he played at Alabama and became such a high draft pick for the Miami Dolphins. I do not see him trading Tua Tagovailoa. They've got too many other needs. They've got uh, they've got a third and a, I think an 18th round pick this year, and they're going to build that offensive line and perhaps maybe uh, look for a running back that way. But uh, I still see Tua Tagovailoa behind center for the Miami Dolphins next year. Hey, give me the skinny on the Panthers uh, in the NHL. Nine two and two, really a nice start for the mark. We've seen this before, and they're playing Carolina tonight. And I think Carolina. We know about Tampa Bay, but I think Carolina is the real McCoy. These are good measuring stick games for the Panthers. Carolina is about a buck forty at home. The total six and a half. It's early, Mark, but is in your heart of hearts or between your ears, is this a different Florida Panthers team? Where yeah, they get the nice start and they're in the discussion, and then they wilt late. Or is this a different bunch? This is unquestionably a different bunch this year. They're players that haven't played before that love being in this mix. Uh, they're playing really, really well. And to me, the buy sign with the Panthers came 
in game three of that leg with Tampa Bay. You know, when they won the first game, a little bit of a surprise. They were blown out almost as expected in the second game. But they came back and beat uh, beat the Lightning in the third game of that series. And uh, that was, to me, uh, a telling tale about the Florida Panthers here. I like what they've got going on here. And as I mentioned before, I think Bob Rowski is only going to get better. It, he, his record looks good, but you know, his I don't think his statistics are. But I think if he improves those stats... Uh, he's only going to help this hockey team. I was just going to ask you about Bob. So he's playing better this year so far. Well, he's playing better, uh, Stevie. If you look at his win-loss record, you know because obviously you know they're nine-two and two. Somebody had to be between the pipes. What, what about the eyeball? What what your eyeballs tell you? My eyeball tells me he's looking a lot better than he was last year, and I think he's got that big chip on his shoulder to want to prove that he was justified moving down here for that big contract. So I'm going to look for an improved season for him. I think he's going to be a big cog for the Florida Panthers from here on out through the playoffs. What's the deal with fans for Panthers games, Mark? Are there any? I, I don't yeah, see I know. Any. You know, it's it's sad. I mean, it's really, really sad. And uh, I, I don't think the National Hockey League cares. I think they're more concerned about making sure the players are healthy and they've got a game to put on the ice. Uh, and I think they've bitten the bullet as far as uh, realizing that they're not going to have fans in the stands. I know that they opened it up to 20% attendance. They haven't seen 2% for attendance there. So, uh, you know, unless obviously hockey fever catches on and they can get upwards of, uh, closer to 20%, that would be really, really nice. But the Panthers never drew well, even when uh, even when it was a, open to a full house, even when they were playing good hockey. Hey, Miami's at uh, Golden State tonight. The Heat with Butler back in there are they are they ready to get get it to go get it together and going again? Well, I thought so. You know, when Jimmy Butler came back, you know, he spurred a three-game win streak for the basketball team. But, you know, they're nicked up and banged up still. and they Drogic. can't quite. Yeah, Drogic is exactly right. Tyler Hero, I mean, you know, he's in and out of the lineup. And, you know, but that's, you know, it, it goes with every team. You know, every team faces COVID issues and injuries and so forth. But Miami really caught it bad this year. So let them get healthy. Let them get back on their road and uh, watch the team in the second half of the season. Tell them about the playbook and all the goodies, Mark. Everything available online, playbook.com, our weekly basketball newsletter, or if you're in Vegas, check it out at our friends at the Gamblers Book Club. Always a pleasure, Mark. Great stuff. Talk next week. Thanks, Brian Steve. You guys have a good one, guys. Good Bye-bye. stuff, Mark Lawrence. Don't forget John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo, Friday, all the six-inch subs. They're only five bucks. Good eating. And don't get in line behind Stevie because he's ordering fries. <laughs> there will be no fries we'll be left right if back. behind me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sportsbook Radio for the day. Scott Farrell's coming up next on the SportsGrid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Don't forget Oasis. 4955 South Decatur baseball fans, you want to do your little hot stove draft? The banquet room over there, awesome. Kitchen's open 24-7. The cash back guarantees. A lot of fun. A lot of cool TVs. It's a great place uh, to watch the games. Check it out over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. Order yourself some chicken nachos over there. Absolutely fantastic. I'm telling you, the chicken nachos are really good. All right, what what do you got for me So I just want to follow up with what Mark was saying about the Miami Heat. If they can get everybody together, they will make a run. Hero adds a bunch of scoring that they don't have right now. How good is that kid? He's really good. He's really good, but they need to have him in the lineup. 
Um, Butler is now back. The other guy is Drogic. He, he's, don't look at his numbers. It doesn't matter. He's the Bob Cousy of today. I saw it in New Jersey. It's the same thing with Miami. When, when he's in the lineup, the team runs a lot more efficiently. So when, if they can get those guys on the court for an extended period of time, Miami will make a run. Oh, by the way, my, my day took a turn. It's, it took a turn. I'm going to be on with uh, Gabe Marenzi and Cam Stewart uh, in the 7 o'clock Eastern hour on the Sports Good Radio Network. And that is usually uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I love Cam Stewart. I have never met anyone like him in my life. He is the one and only Cam Stewart, and he's a lot of fun with a lot of knowledge, too. But the a next lot of time fun. he comes in, all right, you got to come with us. Okay. Usually, we go over to the Tap House. The Tap House has great wings. Yes, they do. You've never seen anything like it. Is it but all over the place? There's no DNA left on the bones. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like, what, what? Wow. What did you just do? That would be impressive. And, 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 you know, by the third wing, the sweat's dripping on the table. Okay. It's, it's you know, what's his name? Joey Chestnut. It, it sounds Look a little, over your shoulder. It also brings back images of Jimmy Vaccaro, who would come in with his lunch all over his shirt. No, that was the big salad. It was a salad dressing. <laughs> God bless Jimmy Vergara. Okay. Vegas Hockey Line locally. Pat Micheletti is going to be joining us. We want to thank our producer in New York, Chris Bavona. Thanks for joining us, Sportsbook Radio. Sportsbook Radio Network, Series 204. Live on. Lions. Matchups. Injury report.